When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, that, did you see the, I'm sure you've seen this, that uh, the diagram of the, the COVID-19 test that they give you, the swab? I haven't seen, seen the this? diagram, no. What's that? It's a picture. They, they take a swab and they, and they put it in your nose, in right. your nostril, but all the way, but it, the, the swab goes, it's like a long Q-tip. It goes all the way to the back corner of your throat, like basically where that kernel is right now, <laughs> all the way in there. That's where they have, that's how far they have to stick that, that why, thing in there. Why do they have to go up the nose for that though? Why can't they just do? Cause they, for whatever reason, they figure like if it, to really find it or to completely be a hundred percent sure, they would assume that it would be in that spot for some reason. I don't fucking know. Yeah. About the doctor, but that's what they're doing. <laughs> that way they don't get millions of people throwing up on them because of their gag reflex. Yeah. Well, cause I think maybe, yeah. The, yeah. The gag reflex. Yeah. Cause how would you get up? I, I don't, I don't know why they do it that way, but I that's know. for whatever reason, I may just to make it, make it harder on you and to, make it as painful an experience as possible man yeah that's i i saw a video of someone actually getting it done but yeah i didn't realize that's that's how far it went but oh, yeah that's, take a look at that when we get off it'll yeah. make you shudder <laughs> oh yeah i hear that's it's pretty painful like it going up your nose i've never had a test like that i don't think that's always oh. been always been back of the throat for me i had a scope really like that what yeah like yeah up my nose camera like it's uh, I have like really bad acid acid reflux, and they had to go so, up your nose for acid reflux. I went to an ENT because I had like a throat problem. I didn't. I was coughing a lot, and just it was kind of like I had like it was hurting me, and I was like scared to death. I was dying, and I went to an ENT, and he's like, "All right, I'll check it out." He took he looked down the throat, but he's like, "Just to be sure, I'll do the." And it's like this tube that goes down both both sides. <laughs> and it's 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 got a camera in there. I'm yeah. just looking around my. My throat, and he's like, "Yeah, you just got you have like at reflux damage." Dang. So sometimes, like I, I like have to clear my throat a lot or co- cough a little. There's like just mucus in my throat. From- do you, do you have a do do you always have tums on hand? Yeah, well, actually, I got something even better than that. But I had to like totally change my diet. I have to watch like uh, the acidic foods that I eat. I take this. It's not tums. It's something else. It's called Gaviscon, which actually doesn't. It doesn't. It, it, there's something. There's a different ingredient there as opposed to uh, like neutralizing the acid in your stomach, which then makes your stomach make more acid. It's like a cycle, and you have to take keep taking more tums and all that. Okay. So it's something else that um, it, it works in a different way. I, I have it, a, it, I have a similar thing. I have to watch what I eat too, but it's 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 called fat, not uh, not acid <laughs> reflux. It's called <laughs> Ben. You've had way too many beers and too many cheeseburgers. Uh, it's time yeah. to time to get your life in order oh it's, never it's but. getting this quarantine isn't helping it is not U- uber <laughs> eats Grubhub, doordash i've used them all and i'm uh, noticing that too i think i've gained a little bit for sure really have you have you had a carb yeah and you know a couple have slipped by <laughs> really it's kind of like you know what well, I'm, I'm you know i'm not i'm not gonna you know i'm gonna get it and i'm gonna die and i'm gonna <laughs> never have a 
never gonna have a french fry or something (laughs) (laughs) exactly right (laughs) you're you're preparing that this is the end (laughs) you start you know you start loosening all your your guidelines yeah yeah you gotta you know it's uh yeah yeah that I'm I'm more concerned about my my wallet for that than uh oh. <laughs> than my waistline. It's 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 not cheap. It's not cheap. Oh, I mean you got a family of you know five eleven. There. Yeah, yeah, five eleven. It's eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you could. That's a hundred bucks easy for you on a takeout, right? Unless well, you, yeah. If, if I mean they're be. they're still small, so that we don't have to give them like the. The big meals or the, well, the scraps. You're like the lion. <laughs> like, here's my meal. You can have like this, like a little bit of mashed potato and like the gristle off my steak. It's, it's like the skit from a Family Guy when John Goodman's eating, and he, you know, you can't eat until I eat. And his family's like all malnourished and stuff, and it's yes. he, he's big old John Goodman. It uh, keeps costs down. Yeah, that's true. It's true. You know, just just feed yourself. That's my motto. Just feed your. Well, now I have another mouth to feed because I got this damn cat. So remember when you quit the show? <laughs> that was a fun time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm still quit. Well, that, that's true. <laughs> every single show that's released has been <laughs> you on it since then. <laughs> I just consider myself a, a special guest. Yeah, that's you're special, all right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Or like those like sitcoms when it's like you know with you know some actor you know play, playing a role that's yeah it's <laughs> with and then it always yeah. says what character they play for that one yeah. <laughs> Dave as the detective the or detective. something <laughs> or Doctor something exactly so yeah you are you are the uh what's his name uh jerry not jerry uh jerry stiller yeah jerry stiller yeah. on king of queens with jerry uh, stiller a- as carrie's dad <laughs> have you have you seen that show what uh king of queens yeah or you were were you like an avid watcher because yeah. I, I okay because we saw i wouldn't say avid but yes i i yeah go ahead no it's fine i was curious because i wasn't until like maybe a couple of months ago and you know how you're always like looking for something to throw on at the end of the night kind right. of a show yeah um that became because because you start. I mean, I, you, we've both of us. I'm sure we've clearly burned out the office. Oh, we've yeah. burned out Seinfeld. I mean, I still go back to them. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. It's comfort, comfort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so it's basically like like a TV version of Easy Listening or right. like elevator music, you know? <laughs> like Delilah. It's Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, uh, so you you just found out about King? <laughs> well, didn't find out, but you're just now getting around to King of Queens. Well, we were looking for another like Kenny G thing to throw on at the end of the night, and and I had seen King of Queens back in the day, but not a lot of episodes. You know, it's almost like um, I'd say it's pretty similar with like uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. I'd say I've seen grand total maybe twenty. Okay, Everybody Loves Raymond, and it was probably about the same of King King of Queens. Um, but it just happens to be on YouTube TV, and as I've been, you know, you have unlimited storage on there. So we, so that was one of the ones we put. We both like Kevin James, you know, he's a likable guy. Yeah. And we we went through the whole series wow. <laughs> over the last like two or three months, just putting it on every single night. I love it. It's it's great. I I, I always thought people were Kevin James fans because of that show, and I didn't realize uh, he did anything else that would make you a fan of him. 
Well, every Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, that's well, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it ended. I don't know if you saw the finale, but it was. It, well, I, I believe the season was cut short. Yeah, I and it, I, I don't remember the end. I, I I don't know if I did see the end. It's pretty lame. I won't spoil it for you. But the, the show the show ended on a, on a sour note. Even Adam Sandler made a cameo in one. Yeah, I uh, saw that one. Wasn't it like his old high school friend, and they're like, yeah, doing pranks and stuff, and like, but it wasn't even funny. Yeah. It was like the show had just had lost its way by, right? I don't know. I think that was season seven. By season four or five, it's like, okay, maybe it would have would have yeah. been a good idea to wrap it up. <laughs> I started to like uh, Patton Oswalt's character and uh, Kevin James's uh, cousin or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love their dynamic <laughs> in the later yeah. seasons. I mean, Jerry Stiller. And this, I mean, he's clearly, I think that he's clearly doing another, you know, um, Frank Costanza, oh, but yeah. just in another setting. But he is genuinely hilarious. <laughs> he really is. I love that. Yeah. I uh, speak of new shows to watch. I uh, finally got around to watching the, the Paul Rudd um, one on Netflix, Living With Yourself. You, yeah. You saw that? I did. I yeah. I went yeah. through the. It was, I think just one season, right? Maybe yeah. like seven or eight episodes yeah, or something. Eight episodes, and yeah, they're like twenty-five minutes, twenty, yeah, thirty minutes. Like, what do you think of when, it? When the first episode ended, I was like, "What?" Uh, <laughs> going to be. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was. Really I did cool. too. Really neat concept. Uh, yeah, I like how it they, pulled me in. Yeah, and I like how they play with the timeline. You see what that clone, you know, the, what the clone was doing, and then you see what he was doing in another episode during that time and stuff. I, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, very very clever very unique and i love paul rudd so he was really good in it and i think he did a good job playing i mean you know he's not the most dynamic actor in the world but i think he did a good job of of kind of playing a different version of himself and it's kind of like maybe being trapped in a bit of a nightmare for a little while there because it's like you know this person is this clone is better than me so like you started feeling like inadequate and worried because he's, you know, kind of going through something. He was kind of struggling in life and then he found an answer, but it wasn't a really good answer. Yeah, not, so, <laughs> not, not, not so much. It would have been, you know, if everything went, went right and, uh, you know, for the, for the clone would have been, would have been really nice. But, uh, but yeah, it was uh, <laughs> definitely interesting, you know, to watch, you, you know, you're trying to make yourself better, but then you see yourself be better and you hate yourself uh, <laughs> when you see it from the outside. Um, yeah. Well, go ahead. The the problem I think is what it what the the scary part of the show is that well you don't know what's going to happen. Um, he thinks he's going for what does he think? He's just some sort of a rejuvenation yeah, treatment or yeah. something like that. They, and the, the guy who sent him said that they do something with your DNA, like rejuvenate it and stuff. But yeah, it, and we're we're spoiling here, right? Yeah, why not? And he, what it is is they actually clone you and they 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 take the old you and bury you out in the woods and then the new you come all the only, only paul rudd actually didn't die he woke up and and yeah, uh some sort of mechanical failure when they're trying to kill him you know his older self and uh he, he survived the the process and, the question uh, is is it it's like you're not it's not really you that's the problem right there's no real way it's not it's not your consciousness Right, it's somebody else. It's someone else with your memories, but right. it's not really you. Like he would effectively have died. 
Exactly. And yeah, yeah. that would have been to the rest of the world that Paul Rudd would have been back. But Paul, I mean, you're, you're going in here to die. And but right. that's that's no good. That's, that's what I always, <laughs> I, you know, I've always thought about, you know, when thinking about cloning and like cloning movies and stuff. It's like, is it really that great? Because, I mean, you're you're not you're, you don't get that. Uh, you, you don't live forever. You're going to no. die. It's like in uh, Prestige. Where uh, yeah, you know, Hugh Jackman's character always he becomes a clone, and then he didn't know if he was going to be the one drowning or the the clone in that moment. So exactly. Um, but yeah, now, some it's, people it's an interesting concepts because yeah, you, you, like you said, the, your consciousness doesn't actually go on; just your memories do. Yeah, it's just a replication of yourself. That's that's not that doesn't that doesn't solve any of my problems. In fact, it makes them worse because now I'm dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that there's a better version of Dave doing something <laughs> extraordinary. That, right. that's not... I am dead. <laughs> that is another guy sleeping with my wife. Right. That, and that, that literally, yeah, that was one of the problems because yeah. the wife, the wife didn't want to sleep with him, but the wife wanted to sleep with the other version of him. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, some yeah. people are trying to get around. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll say some people are trying to get around this problem by they think they can actually like upload their consciousness like to the cloud or something. Yeah, it's uh, well, I know you haven't watched Westworld. I feel like I bring it up every episode, but yeah, um, I'm still not budging there. Yeah, d- I, don't worry about it. It's it's okay. fine. But yeah, they 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 play into that. You know, the whole cloning and the consciousness and everything like that. So it's uh, yeah, it's with people or clones or both. Uh, with with clones, I mean, well, and it's not really even clones; it's hosts, robots, you know. Uh, so it's not. Oh, even, right, yeah. But your memories in the robot. So yeah, that's right. They're not clones; they're just yeah. yeah they're, they still call them hosts. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know. It's hard to explain now because you're. I don't know. You've, you've only seen the first season, so I saw Let, part of season two. Re- replicants. What do they call themselves? Um, they just say like our kind like okay. they just kind of refer to they they don't really have a name for it they just say your kind and our kind you know that kind of thing so gotcha um but but yeah i i, I don't need to be cloned you know it <laughs> wouldn't benefit me so you know and it wouldn't would you be bo- would you be bored if you if you lived forever or do you think you're on board with that <laughs> um uh, yeah, I've 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 thought of that, and uh, you know, uh, it it depends. Is everyone else living forever, or is uh, am I going to watch everyone else I know die? You know, yeah, that that'd be a thing. curse. Yeah, yeah, that that would be a curse. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? Well, what if you're a psychopath, and then you just get a new family, and you move on, and you're like, see, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, I can get right, myself a new one. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that, yeah. I mean, psychopaths probably yeah would 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 greatly benefit from that. So they seem to do really well in any circumstance. So. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I, I like the little touch in that show with uh, Tom Brady saying he's done it six times. The the, yeah. the cloning thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. I mean, it, it's and then. <laughs> It's great because, yeah, he's able to be, you know, as good as he is for as old as he is. And then it's just like, then you learn what it is. And it's like, that's not even right. It's not even fucking Tom Brady out there. <laughs> it's just a, a, a replicant. Um, and uh, did you, uh, obviously, we, I'll just jump into it. No, no segue. But uh, how, how what, what were your thoughts on the first two seasons of Ozark? Oh, I, I loved it. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. 
cool. All right, good talk. We'll uh, (laughs) catch you guys next time. I wanted to mention a couple. I wanted to see if you, I wanted to go through some of the other things that we'd watched. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry for Is that all you saw? Was uh... I rewatched Social Network. And uh, I think that might be a contender for Blockbuster Mentality's top 50 now after so Oh, really? Um, you know, uh, if I ever find a new co-host, uh, a permanent yeah. one. Um, keep, you know, keep looking. <laughs> keep looking for that. You'll find you. one. <laughs> uh, um, what else did I watch? Uh, that's, uh, yeah, just been catching up on Better Call Saul. Oh, um, I still haven't even started that season, man. Jeez. You know what? I'm still watching. I'm just watching stupid Star Trek reruns instead. <laughs> and King of Queens. So King of Queens. Uh, that's it, I think, for TV. Uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about Ozark. Um, uh, I, uh, movie-wise, I watched Risky Business for the first time. Classic Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, not that great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Because we all know that iconic scene um, of him sliding in. Right. Uh, in the underwear, which is really kind of weird. It's, it, the scene is actually quite awkward to really? watch right now. It's almost like, <laughs> like I kind of like want to close my eyes. Like this is a little embarrassing. Um, and then that was, if that, that was sort of that, that, that scene happens about 10 minutes into the movie. And, and, I, and I was thinking, wow, if this was, this was the highlight, then this is going to get a long way to go here. Um, it was okay. It's a Tom Cruise movie, so it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good. Which is like that that stood then as it just as it stands now. Really? Yeah, because I yeah. I've never seen it, so I I can't really speak on it. But yeah, I would, I, I didn't realize he had uh, that draw because he he doesn't really do those types of movies anymore. He's just he's just straight up action guy now. He he doesn't do the a few good men's the the risky businesses. Yeah, he's a he's a teenager and he he's like a I don't know like a senior in high school or something. Yeah. This. it was very weird. It's an interesting movie, but um, I, I, actually, I wouldn't even know if I'd call it a classic. I, I think it's a little. I think it, without that one scene, I think it would not even be anything in anyone's radar. I yeah, think it's, it probably it's, didn't age very well. No, it really didn't, and it was quite slow for only being about an hour and forty minutes. Yeah. What so. is the movie just about? His parents are out of town. Is that is that what it's about? Yeah, it's about. Um, oh yeah, they're out of town, and he's try. He's like dealing. It's sort of like a kid dealing with all the pressure of like um, you know you gotta you gotta do your SATs, you gotta do all that, you gotta get yourself set up for your life because his parents are wealthy and all that, and then he kind of goes a very different way and ends up. His friend basically like <laughs> uh, orders a, a hooker for him. And uh, then okay. it goes from there, and he yeah. ends up um, he ends up hooking up with her and learning about it's learning. He learns about life like basically outside of school. I guess that's how he gets his maturity, like not through class, okay. but through like um, just I don't know. Yeah, just just actual life, not <laughs> yeah, sort of. If you can imagine actual life being like I run a brothel out of my house while my parents are on vacation, that's. <laughs> That's wow. That's actually quite an interesting concept. If if it was sold like that to me, I might I might watch it. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. I mean, it's something to throw on. Um, yeah. So yeah. definitely, okay. I, I saw I saw um, I, I saw well, I saw the news. I'm sure you've seen the same thing that Disney Plus edited out um, the movie Splash when uh, Daryl Hannah's running into the beach, making a lengthening her hair so you couldn't see her butt when she was running into the water. Oh, I didn't know they edited that. Yeah, that was that came out like a few days ago. But okay. I, my wife and I actually saw that movie, and that's another one that I think doesn't age well either. 
Really? Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. that in years I, since I was a kid, really. John uh, Candy's in that, which I didn't remember, and he's kind of like an inconsequen- inconsequential character, which is rare for him. Isn't he like a um, businessman in that? Or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he's wearing a suit, I remember, I think. Yeah, yeah he works in, I don't know, doing some in some shipping company. It's okay. kind of a, just a really strange movie that's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a weird one. <laughs> I mean, it's Tom Hanks, though, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Then did you see? I didn't see it, but uh, they did like a at home SNL, and he hosted it. After, oh, did he? After after having the Rona, uh, is he doing better now? Yeah, I guess so. And I guess, I, and I don't think their symptoms were like that bad or anything. I think they just okay. tested positive for it and had to quarantine. So I don't think it was ever that serious of a deal. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so the last, uh, last thing I want to mention uh, before we move on is I saw uh, Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. Yeah, I want to check that out. This one got bagged on a lot, and I actually found this movie very enjoyable and kind of surprised that it, it didn't do very well in the box office. I don't know if it was like a you know, combination of the, the virus starting to kick in or bad marketing or something, but I was genuinely surprised by this film. I would highly recommend it. I think it's as good for all ages. Yeah, very. It's a heartwarming, like a heartwarming sort of tale a little bit it's sort of um well it's weird because harrison ford really isn't in it all that much he's only in it through maybe like a third of the movie the main oh, character really? is is the dog oh, okay and you love yeah, dogs a, i love dogs now this one got flack too for being a cgi dog but even in the, even then i didn't mind it because I, as i was watching it, i'm thinking like you know yeah okay so th- there's a trade-off here which is you're doing an animated dog but you can make that dog do a whole lot more m- many more things than you can do with a with a real dog the whole time it's cgi not it's all like, cgi really completely That's cgi weird it's not distracting at all it's not that it's again i think on balance because of what they were able to do with it with special effects and you know there's only, like i love dogs but there's only so much you can get them to do you right. know and you, yeah. you can't like give a little extra facial expression i mean because at some point it gets corny if you're just like watching a real dog like run somewhere because it's all it have to be like a whole bunch of composed scenes right. that yeah. would be really difficult to pull off versus just let's just animate this fucker <laughs> <You know? laughs> so i kind of understand why they did it watching it so i it didn't at first it was a little weird but i think i think it was actually the right decision yeah the story is the he, the dog is the main character. It's basically about him finding his place in the world. And I, I thought it was actually very very well done. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize Harrison uh, Ford wasn't in it uh, that much. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what you said about uh, uh, after we saw uh, Into the Spider Verse. It's like why, why just make all superhero movies animated? <laughs> you know? it's, they yeah. can do so much more, you know. And, yep. and it, you know you don't have to suspend your disbelief as much, and you know because it's I, I, already animated. Exactly. That's exactly. But you're no longer restricted by like real life stuff since you're you're in a you're in a fake place anyways. Just go just go go full fake. Right. <laughs> just go full on fake, man. <laughs> it's all so and do. Harrison Ford actually gave a decent performance too. So he 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 didn't just show up and be like rah 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 rah. Yeah, he, he hey, actually boy. acted. Yeah. Hey, boy, come here. Oh, you want to go to the wild? Let's go to the wild together. <laughs> Yes, just like that. that was a good one. Take me to my trailer. <laughs> um, so that's all I had. Ben, what do you think of Ozark? <laughs> oh, we can talk about Ozark now? Oh, thanks. All right, so I, I, do you want me to answer your question? Yeah, could you answer my question? What do you, I mean, you think of the first two seasons? Like, What is your overall thoughts on, on the show going into season three? 
I'm so sorry. I, I flubbed that answer. You know, this is why you need another co-host. Yeah, um, I know. I'm I'm in the market. So if you know anybody, if I, <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I don't know anybody. Uh, so yeah, if I'm thinking about yeah, the first two seasons, maybe we go back to the announcement of the series. Um, and I I think you like me are a big Jason Bateman fan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, so I, com- you know, because he's yeah, I love his comedic roles haven't really seen him in a serious thing so i was a little uh uh hesitant going into the series overall Um, yeah but but well he had done a number of like smaller movies um after after arrested development that i liked i mean i'm basically the kind of person who will watch pretty much anything if it's if jason bateman is in it i'll just watch it i mean i'm not so that's the way I was feeling about this series. Um, Laura Linney, I don't, I mean, I know her from spotty things, not, a, not a ton. Um, but I was, so, so I guess I'll say I was excited for Jason Bateman, but the premise itself, I didn't, it wasn't grabbing me. Okay. I'm like, it's an Ozark. It's a, what? It's a family trying to do. I think they were kind of vague about what it was. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I got into season one, just watching it because I like Jason Bateman yeah. and not knowing what the hell this thing was going to be about. And it absolutely blew my mind season one. Yeah. I mean, even from that first episode. Yeah. So oh, the first episode. Yeah. When you think he, <laughs> he thinks he's done for and yeah, you know, just happens to have a, a throwaway pamphlet about the Ozarks and he's able to kind of BS his way <laughs> into laundering money still. <laughs> I actually had a question on that, and maybe your memory might be better than mine, because it's been a long time. I think, as as I say, with these Netflix series, I don't go back and watch them again. I, I binge, and then I, you know, then it's a year later, and then I binge, and then it's when the next season. I, I don't, I've never, I've never gone back and rewatched. But they were it, related to some of the conversations they were having in season three. Um, what exactly was which is Marty Bird? How much did Marty Bird know in the beginning, or was he was he a little naive, or did he did he know did he know everything that his partner was doing? Did he know all the details yeah, of who they were working uh, for? I th- yeah, I think him and he yeah, I think he knew everything. Um, uh, he, it just was a clean operation, and that's why he he bought into it. Um, He's like, it's just business. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just business. I'm not going to get my hands dirty. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I thought so too. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, he knew he was breaking the law and everything. He, <laughs> <laughs> he just is really, really good at it. Um, yeah. yeah, and then his Chris partner was was skimming off off the top, which which set off this whole course of events that they're yep. still trying to get out of. Um, so yeah, I loved season one, blown away. Season two, I thought fell off a little bit, but I still really liked it. Um, and then uh, I didn't really know what to expect at all from season three, yeah, other than. I was kind of wondering, you know, how are they going to keep this thing going a little bit? There was there was some of that in my mind. And uh, they found a new way to keep this thing rolling and to keep your, your blood pumping and to keep your attention. And it, I thought, I'll just say right now, season three was my favorite season. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely um, mine as well. It, uh, it hit in all the all the right notes it hit it hit everything it needed to hit um it's yeah i remember i think like three or four episodes in i'm just like all right i'm watching a great show again because yeah. um, were you like that always for season one and two just to give, have you answer the uh, same one see, I- yeah i mean season one yeah i think i was that way season two yeah i yeah i think i think i was I, th- I think I mainly said like, man, I'm watching a great show just because I had been watching. I mean, Westworld's the only other show I've, I've 
that's new that I've been watching. Well, Better Call Saul, that's still good. Um, but uh, Westworld has kind of been leaving me um, underwhelmed. Uh, so I think okay. I... Uh, you're just powering through on that one, or what? Yeah, kind of. At this point, <laughs> it's like it's, uh, it's something to watch on a Sunday night. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, I had turned on Ozark after an episode of that, and I'm just like, okay, this is a good show. Um, is the point? Um, so I think the acting, the direction. I think uh, Bateman even directed a couple of episodes. I haven't been checking the. Yeah, I think this did. season. Yeah, he did yeah. the first two episodes of this season. I know. Because I think he kind of developed this series. Like I think he's like one of the main producers. Um, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, uh, I think season three. I kept seeing the same. It seemed like I kept seeing the same director who I can't recite now. But I'm like, okay, I, I just know that name because it right. keeps popping up every time. I just don't know who it was, but I thought it was really well done. They've maintained every single episode, all three seasons. It all looks and feels very. It's very consistent in in what they're doing. Yeah, and I really like that. Definitely. Uh, right away, I mean, what did you think of uh, Marty and and uh, what's his wife's name? Um, Laura Lenny. I forgot her yeah, name. Laura Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> Marty. Like what? What do you like? Their dynamic? Or? Yeah, like they're like right away. They're ba- Wendy. Uh, that's oh Wendy. Yeah. Oh God, what the hell? You know, I, I know the name. It's like so stupid. Right? Um, it's like my neighbor. I don't know his name. <laughs> like like so right away, they're uh, they're basically on opposition you know they're they're not um they've always been but like they have almost like they sort of swapped roles in a way i I thought and i think i i think i texted this to you like a couple of weeks ago while we were i was asking you if you're watching and you're like yeah i'm like it's really good and you're like yeah and and i I said and i think it still stands i think it's by season three every character was fully realized oh absolutely you know you know exactly who these people are, you know, and they may, of course they may, you know, they may change and, and, and go in a slightly different direction, but you know, these people through and through, you know, Ruth, you know, her, yeah. you know, you, you know, all of these people uh, and uh, the lawyer there who <laughs> escapes me <laughs> terrible with these names, um, uh, Helen, Helen. Yeah. You know who Helen is. I mean, even we started, even now we started to learn who we started to learn a little bit about, about Navarro. Now he's not fully realized at all because he was just more of a scary figure, but right. I mean, between Marty, Wendy, Ruth, Helen, and the kids, we know these people now we're, we're pretty well grounded on what they're going to do. And, and I think that's kind of what, I think that that kind of a character development is what made this season so good. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you you, were, you 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 hit it right in the head there with saying they're basically fully realized. You know what their motivations are, what their you know what their thought process is, and everything. And then you you kind of see the the moral dilemma they're going through, especially with Ruth. You know, when with her brother. You know, when he you know towards the end of the season, kind of tells her that our life went to shit ever since the birds showed up. So you kind of see her, you know, uh, dilemma, you know, she has, and Ruth, Ruth is one of those characters <laughs> where I, uh, uh, by the way, I think it's her cousin. I know this, this family is really weird. I think it's, I think it's a cousin. Oh, did I say brother? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking of Wyatt, right? Right. Wyatt. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I know it. You're right. <laughs> I get confused of who the dad was and who the uncle was and <laughs> who know. the. Is this a brother? Or is right. this a? Well, because the, the, the dad, you know, <laughs> falls in love with the, the FBI dude in the first season. <laughs> like they're gonna, he wants to run away with him. Like that was a whole interesting. Uh, 
side development and that then that kind of that guy that petty guy the fbi agent who's been in the first two seasons kind of what uh is a driving force in this season because his ex-boyfriend in the uh fbi is basically all over marty bird now and that's what has the fbi all over him yeah, and that's interesting. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I think one of the one of the I I really didn't like that uh Petty was almost like too over the top, I think. Um yeah. and we didn't really get that. We now we had FBI pressure, but it, it was in the form of a very different character. Um what's her name? Is it Maya? Um like a Yeah, Ma- uh, are you- Yeah, Maya, right? I actually I have it right here. Maya Miller. Yeah. I thought this this actress was great. I thought this character and this actress was just what this needed. Not this like I don't know, the psychopath FBI agent trying to frame me for everything. She was like a real human being. Yeah. We got, you know, we got an FBI agent as a real person here kind of like uh, you know, she genuinely, I think, wanted to help Marty and, and to like end this thing and I thought that was a great choice. That's that's what I think too is um what uh, like you brought up, she's more of a human. Because as soon as I saw that there was an FBI agent investigating him that's pregnant, I was like, "All right, they're not going to make her pregnant just <laughs> for nothing." But yeah, it almost was for nothing, other than mentioning like, "Well, in six weeks, you know, I won't be here." That was about it. But I think it also makes her more human, like you said. I think it you know brings more humanity to her character, unlike that crazy psycho. Petty. <laughs> yeah, my my first impression of her as an agent walking in pregnant, I'm like, what the hell are they going to do here? Right. And they uh and they actually settled on a really cool character, really well written and structured and not not like she was a part of the story, but she wasn't like distracting or like pulling it in a direction where you really didn't want to go. The focus was always on on Marty and Wendy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you, you know, she was doing her job. Like you never like were just irked by her or anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she wasn't uh, abusing her power. She was genuinely like offering a way out, or you know, to sort of make things right all around to get the family in in a better spot. And for for whatever reason, she 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 took to Marty, and and uh, just like we all love Jason Bateman, you know, she got right. that she got that charm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she she definitely does and um and yeah i mean that's yeah that kind of sets this sets this whole season uh on fire and then you have a <laughs> so weird Dar- darlene uh, oh, uh darlene the um, smells Snell, yeah, they it killed my disappear. husband <laughs> they just won't disappear she has a baby she's in a you know mother's class or something and Someone. She's the scariest character in the show, right? <laughs> she really is. Yeah, she's scarier than Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> she's more unpredictable. You know, she some mother makes a, like a snide <laughs> comment towards her, and she slashes her tire outside of the <laughs> outside of the place that they were just at. It's just like, of what is she? She's doing? not afraid of Jack. Shit, no, I mean, she's not. And I, no fear in this woman. That's one thing I do forget, though, is why why does she have the sheriff in her back pocket? I, I can't really remember. They had a deal, him or her and their husband, I believe uh, it was Jacob, right? They yeah. they had the deal with the sheriff long ago, and then Marty came in and kind of kind of weaseled away in there and then she just took it back because the sheriff is like yeah this woman's fucking crazy and if i don't i don't do what she said she's gonna blow my head off exactly (laughs) or give me poison tea or lemonade or whatever it was oh man because you know that was that was that was season two right 
when she killed she, her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he knew, like she, she was, she was the problem. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, he couldn't. She, there was no, there's no reasoning with her. And right. he was, it was basically who's going to kill who first. And <laughs> she took the initiative there. She, yeah. And he, he, he knew it, you know, he knew, he knew she was going to do that. Uh-huh. By the way, I think he, but uh, just before we, he died, but I actually really liked him, that character. Yeah, I, did I thought too. Of, he was good. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he makes an appearance in a Westworld season two. Um, oh, yeah. is that right? Yeah. I think in real, real life he has like a in in Westworld he's like a strong like Irish or Scottish accent. Um, oh, I would have never guessed. And in this he's the Mexican. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, the way he said Mexican always stood out to me. Um, but, yeah, and go ahead. Oh, sorry. Before you move, I, it is worth just mentioning the Snells uh, because it is a it's a point of view in the show, which is especially you get from Darlene to say. We're we're the locals, right? And I'm gonna support the locals. I'm not gonna. Everyone else is basically like a carpet bagger or an, or an intruder into our land, and that's what her. It was a really, it was a way of bonding with with Ruth to say like you're you're old stock from from here in the Ozark, not letting these people come in and start running our shit because no, this is our land, this is our shit. We should run things. We should stick together uh, to sort of fight against these other people. It's a very interesting perspective that that while well, while she's crazy and nuts and unbelievably just insane, right? I I kind of understand her her like her appeal. She's sort of no nonsense and she's basically sticking up for the locals right know? and that's uh you know because uh, when this season first started i was like what what, what are they going to do with her like what what are they going to do with the snells still but, yeah i didn't see know. it either and then now you know that it's ended it's like okay now now they have something for season four you know her you know and then the possible of ruth turning against marty and you know uh, it being the locals versus the birds again yeah um, so i could totally see that if if they do a season four what did you think of the what do you think of this Kansas City mob subplot? Um I yeah, I thought it was going to be uh more, especially when they were introduced in season two, I think they were, right? Yeah. Um they were introduced in season two. Because um, they I, needed I, muscle. I think that wasn't right. it why they came in season two? They needed someone to give them muscle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um yeah, I don't know. This is the first time we've seen this Frank Cosgrove Jr. The not Kansas, a fan yeah me neither it just it was more of an annoyance to me this whole yeah thing. like go away man why are you here <laughs> yeah you don't and need I, to be hanging around i think it was a way also to get someone to be an fbi informant too and it was one of cosgrove yeah that guys. makes sense yeah um but i i don't know i mean the, the, i i liked them better last season like i liked the main guy um and I, I miss the old guy that lives with them um or that used to live with them he he was good um, yeah i like him too yeah. i were just terrible with actors and character names here but I think <laughs> <The you're, old laughs> <guy. laughs> he was great he, he was a he was a he played a big role in in for the role you know for the kids they they right. both bonded with him especially jonah yeah jonah exactly he um, taught him how to kind of be a man cuz marty as much as you, you know, he's, I don't, I don't know what the right, um, like autistic isn't the right word, but, um, right. Uh, so, so, sort of like no emotion, sure. just yeah. a one track mind 
kind of, you know, like even there's, I mean, since we're talking about this, I mean, Marty gets kidnapped and he's and taken to Mexico and put in a hole for at least an episode or two. Right. And he comes back and Ruth is genuinely worried about him because they have a real bond and, and, and she, she kind of has a love for him, you know, like almost like a fatherly love. And she hugs him and he's just like, oh, okay, Ruth, well, we got to, we got to do the next thing. And okay, we got to make the, make sure the numbers are rolling and we got to do the blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so he's like a robot, the guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's, he just, yeah. He just keeps his head down and just, it's all, all busy. You're talking about Marty, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it, it kind of gets a little, you can understand, you know, if that's my dad, I mean, if he's just like that, it's got to be really hard to right. to relate versus, you know, for Jonah to relate to his father where he's got the sure. old man out there who's just a totally, totally different kind of a guy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah, with him him getting kidnapped, I mean, this is after him and, him and Wendy are kind of going behind each other's backs. You know, Wendy's talking to Navarro. She's kind of forming a relationship with him. Helen tells her that... You know, that's the longest he's ever, ever heard him speak to anybody. And it was like two seconds, but <laughs> that was the longest. He's ever heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so she she gets under Navarro's uh, good graces right away. Um, I forget exactly what they're doing or what they're trying. I think they're trying to like start legitimate business or something with him. So yeah, that. her she, like. Uh, yeah, no, this is this is this is cool, right? Because in the beginning, it's essentially from back to maybe going back to that first episode. It's it's Marty pulling his whole family into this to this problem, right? But at some point, and especially towards the end of season two, Marty's like, "I want out. We right. got to get out of this thing." And then we see Wendy Bird kind of come alive as a character throughout season two. And she's kind. She becomes kind of like a power hungry maniac right. yeah, <laughs> by season exactly. three. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like what you would want. Uh, you, I would have wanted Skylar to be in Breaking Bad. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They could have done something better with her than just a, an annoying, nagging. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's terrible. I'll tell you. On on when I rewatched that that series, I I literally just. I, I only I literally I, I just fast forwarded through her parts. Yeah. I just went to I only pretty much only just did Walter. It was a Walter White rewatch essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, she's awful. Yeah. If uh, but yeah, Laura, Laura, Lenny, Wendy. She's uh, yeah. She's she great she's, actress. She's power hungry. She is. She wants you know. She wants it all. And uh, she's she's in it now. And uh, Marty. She's so good at it too. Right. Yeah. Definitely. She gives you like that that, that like sweet smile, and then like stabs you in the, in oh, the chest. Yeah. Like like when she's talking because she's trying to get the baby back for some reason. Like why would you yeah. want the baby? But uh, okay. she gets Darlene to slap her. Like oh my god, that was. <laughs> I, well, yeah, but I think I, that's 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 a good question. Why? I think she was essentially drunk on on a bit of power. She oh, was 100%. she was. She was manipulating everything around her life, and she's like, "You know what? I want that baby back, right. and I'm gonna get that baby because now I'm feeling I'm feeling like a a big woman right. here." Yeah, she felt, she felt invincible. You know, she she yeah. felt invincible at that moment. Um, but then uh, she kind of went up against the wrong person there. Oh yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, should mention that her brother Ben shows up. Uh, oh, at, uh, the in the second episode of the season. Um, He's a teacher. I thought I thought there was going to be more, uh, like that. They the the first scene we see of him is him teaching a class. He gets mad at the guy that's doing the wood chipper outside and like well, beats, beats I don't, him up. <laughs> <laughs> just out of nowhere. Like, 
Well, he gets mad. Well, all right. So he's, I mean, to further set the stage is like, yeah, he's, we don't know what's going on in this scene. We just see a guy, a character we've never seen before in a classroom teaching a class. And we're like, what the fuck is this? And then I, I guess what was going on was one of the girls in the classroom was they were passing around. What I assume was they were passing around some compromising photo of this girl within the class, maybe of her, like, doing something to a boy or maybe her with being naked or something like right. that. Yeah. So he grabs what all their phones <laughs> runs out to the outside and throws all the phones into a wood chipper. And then, <laughs> and then the guy who's running the wood chipper is like, Hey, what the hell are you doing? And he just tackles the <laughs> landscape. <guy. laughs> like, that's right. I forgot. That's uh, there was a girl like that. And that's why I was like thrown off by that scene. Cause I thought there was going to be more to that. Yeah. And, and he, I, was like, he was like, he was like, what is wrong with you kids? You know, you're, you're so wrapped up in these stupid phones, you know, like, well, you know, you're all stupid. You're all, you know, you know, he was basically like on like a moral crusade about for them. I mean, almost rightly. I mean, it was certainly an overreaction right. um, to what was going on. I mean, maybe you could have taken all their phones and then, you know, just left it till, to the end of class, not right. necessarily throwing all the phones in a wood chipper and then tackling the landscaping guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, but go, go ahead. ahead. No. No, no, you go. No, I was just gonna say it was just uh, you know I was wondering like what 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 that scene meant, and then but yeah, I think obviously it was just to show just how spontaneous and crazy he can he can actually get. So here are my thoughts on Ben. Uh, just like I, I mentioned, Marty Bird, how he's essentially you know no emotion, closed off to things, one track mind. We I, I think what and one another thing that makes this season so great is we get the character of Ben. He's essentially in in a lot of ways he's almost the audience. Right. Where you're you're watching these people like going through their daily lives in this insane situation and no one is freaking out. No <laughs> one's screaming right. at like what the hell is wrong with you people? What are you doing? You know, he basically becomes our our outlet. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's he is what the audience is feeling. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, yeah, because when he first shows up, I'm like thinking like, oh, he's gonna cause trouble. Um, you know, well, he did. The way he does, <laughs> certainly yeah, did. <laughs> he, he gets himself killed. Um, <laughs> just because he yeah he he goes off his meds and everything, falls in love he- with Ruth. I think he's the most interesting. I did not expect him to be so interesting in the way he sort of touched the entire story because yeah. he's he's not he's he's separate. He's, he's he's someone completely you know away who gets into this thing who has, clearly has mental problems. Um, I mean, just crazy mental problems. But yeah, he's just like he he's he's innocent in a sense. You know, he's 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 looking at it from as an outside observer who can't who has no filter right and just cannot handle it because it i mean the situation is fucked the situation has yeah. been fucked for two seasons and now we're going on season 3 and everyone seems to be okay with it and yeah. the, you know and i think yeah i mean you're just you're blowing up being like what the hell are you people doing this is this is awful this is wrong i mean i guess you know that little blow up that we saw as him as a as a substitute teacher was was appropriate for what we're for what you know was to come later. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting to to actually like him, and and you know it it uh, was a was a pleasant surprise his character. But uh, yeah, yep. it's, and it just goes to show anything the birds touch. I mean, 
you get hurt you know if you're <laughs> if you're near a bird you're gonna get hurt you know it's, it's funny because they were saying that about ben but it's just as you said it's just as true about them they yeah i mean mm-hmm. they they made they make everything worse and yep. interesting too i mean ben became a mentor to jonah just just in the way the old man was so that right. that was kind of interesting definitely i mean do we want to just just follow this character through here i mean he do you want to just go through this because this is some crazy shit and some crazy emotional shit that that, that happened with this character. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's go through it. He bonds with Ruth, right. and I think they made a great pair. What do you think? Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, I didn't expect. Uh, it was nice and gradual. Uh, it was very realistic. It didn't like it wasn't forced. Their romance, you know, it it. it uh, it was nice and gradual. I, I thought it was uh, very believable, and uh, I thought it was done extremely well. Yeah, me too. I, and here was this this girl who has had no one in her life to take care of her, no one in her life to to be just a nurturing soul for her. She's her life has been shit. You know, she's been dealing with all this crap and no one that she can trust. And here comes this guy who, yeah, he's got some problems, but he's he's he'll be there for her he'll do his best to protect her and to just be just be someone nice you know right. just be o- open emotionally to her we and i mentioned that thing about marty how he's he's kind of closed off to her and i i think you know he was essentially what she needed and i think she she connected to that uh right away and i think he liked her like you know her toughness her sort of i've got everything figured out right yeah yeah it's a very well put it's uh yeah it's uh, Again, I wasn't expecting it to go as you know on on film or on on TV as well as it did. Um, this guy almost makes the season in his own way by yeah, pushing yeah. by pushing things forward. Right? Yeah, yeah. He continues to to, to push it forward, and uh, you know, almost in the way like if sorry, but almost in the way like if I was if I was to jump onto the screen and start yelling at the, you know what I'm saying? Like I'd be like transported, be like what the doing exactly yeah it's such a great um representation of of what the audience is feeling you know you're dragging us around like this and like what what is going on what are you doing why aren't you (laughs) what what is this place like the ozarks it's like this this mythical not mythical but like uh just almost like a hell on earth place that you've created <laughs> yeah it's like there. a it's like a black hole right. of, a, of the world not I, actually i don't know I, I know what you're saying i don't have the right term right, either yeah. but it's like its own little universe i guess we'll yeah. just call it that exactly um, we learn that this character is a schizophrenic right or some or no bipolar rather bipolar, and he's yep. he's on medication and that effect the medication makes him feel like a zombie and he's unable to He's unable to perform sexually under on his medication, so he based that's basically what gets him to stop taking it, right? right. Yeah, he, he thought he made Ruth feel bad that one night they were about to hook up, and yeah, and yeah, that, that you're right. That's what uh, makes him stop, and that's kind of what uh, everything just kind of goes him, to yeah, shit from there. Sends, sends him spiraling. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, we should mention though, Marty getting kidnapped. Uh, before we go further with that, oh yeah, yeah, uh, go for it. This, I mean this whole thing yeah i mean we got marty who looks like he just made a deal with with maya you know she said you know uh or he said 18 months and she said yeah he said okay so basically he's he's gonna do it 
is basically what what we think is going to happen. And yeah, do you did you think that that was the case? I mean, you, were you think he was going to because because we know that, or at least we feel that. Well, yeah, no, we know we know that Marty wants out, right? And he's looking for a path out. Right. Um. So do you, did you think in that moment he was he was legitimately going to take the deal? At or was that, he playing her? At that very moment, I thought he was going to take the deal. Yeah. Uh, now, but the problem there with the deal later, he gets <laughs> taken away in a van. <laughs> By the way, there, this casino is crawling with FBI agents, but no one notices his abduction. <laughs> What's going on here? What? <laughs> How does this happen? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Thing, thing that irked me, though, part, part of the deal was there was no uh, we didn't hear anything about witness protection at all in the beginning, in, in the early stages of this. Just you're going to serve. It. OK, so the deal is you're going to serve like what, a year and a half and then you're going to come out and then work for us. I don't know that that's a good deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because he was offered witness protection, I think, by Petty last right. season and they didn't want to do that. And um, yeah, I, I don't I, think I, it's a good deal either. Yeah. I mean, you're it's the cartel. You're going to get killed no matter you're what. You're going to get killed. And yeah, I mean, what makes... Yeah. I, 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 along this long path where you, you plead guilty, serve, testify, serve time, and get out and work as a public contractor, do you believe you're not going to be off to anywhere along this, <laughs> <Exactly>. this, this <laughs> train ride? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, you got, you know, uh, the cartel intercepting one of Marty Bird's uh, uh, drop-offs he has with the Cosgrove group and they shoot them yeah. up and blow up their their truck <laughs> so i think they'll they'll be able to get him in jail like if they know these inner workings they're they're going to be able to get him in jail or yeah after jail they're they're going to get him. I, i'm going to be a private contractor they're just going to leave me alone because i <laughs> they know that i'm not a rat i mean right. they're just going to yeah. fucking kill you there's, there's no way exactly exactly <laughs> um but yeah and right we- after he says that to maya he gets taken away in a van and then he's the next episode <laughs> spends a whole day in a little dungeon navarro asks him what he wants and he's you know first says like you know i just want to be with my family you know that's all i want I just want to be safe with them don't don't hurt me blah 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 no, uh, Navarro doesn't accept that. Um, what What are you thinking in this moment? What What, what do you think Navarro is looking for? I mean, obviously we kind of know now. I still, I guess. Well, what really do you mean know. by that? Was it Was it loyalty that Navarro Navarro was looking for? Was it a test? Yeah, I mean, it was certainly a test. Uh, it, you know, uh, I just, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what. Uh, w- I do, I don't I wasn't sure what the answer he was looking for in that moment. Like, yeah, what, was, what do you say? I was just I don't, I don't, like Jason Bateman any, in that moment. <laughs> any answer is wrong, and I think the truth would have been, "I want out." But that's you get killed if you say, "I want out." So right. he, I, I'm guessing he came up with something to say, "Just let me do my shit and don't hassle me." And then now I'm gonna turn this FBI agent. That was the best he could come up with. That wasn't the. Tr- I mean, they they broke him. But they didn't get the truth out of him because right, when you agree there, the truth is he wants out. Yeah. What, what yeah. do you want? I want out. Yeah. But I think uh, it becomes a different truth because he he knows he cannot get out. Yeah. With his life, I, I think that this this is a moment of uh, clarity in a way. It is you know he's now realized that okay I'm in this so I I I have to. Tell him what I'm gonna do, what I want, and what I want is to, like I said, do it when I do it when I think it's safe. We're gonna do it as I say, and uh, again, like you said, compromise the FBI agent. Which 
I still don't really understand how he was trying to do that. Do you? I I think he was. I think his plan was to feed her things so that she would somehow, in a way, where she she would need it or no she be, he would be, he would plant sorry he would plant he would get her to do things for him it you know to to solve crimes like the, he, those other cases he was bringing and then sort of sort of leave a paper trail that that information was coming from him so that he to then use it as later blackmail that's the only thing i could think of so to be like well where'd you get this info you know if your boss has ever found out that you were working with me then this could be a problem or something right, i don't yeah. know yeah. no that makes sense yeah no, I, I I I get that, um, but yeah, and then yeah, he finally finally lets him go when he tells him he wants to uh, <laughs> he wants to just launder when it's safe. It's worth reflecting though on your point earlier. Is just like you know what what do you want? Because you can't you feel like you just can't get out, and that's the problem with all these stories, right? Anytime somebody like this does you one favor, yep, <laughs> your life is theirs. Yeah. 100 percent. yeah you can't get out of it yeah it's that's life in the cartel my friend life and then the i said su- and i know it well <laughs> you're living you're living, <laughs> your car, living that cartel life <laughs> you know it and you wonder like how does uh how do you well we're seeing how how people function under that and and i started thinking like well all of this money that's cycling through and all that i mean the fbi is is scrutinizing them clearly they're being watched but for i don't know how much money wendy and marty personally have i'm assuming i'm assuming marty's been skimming off somewhere and has been stashing well yeah i I think he has to be compensated somehow otherwise he wouldn't be able to live if he can't live he can't launder the money for them so i think they have to be paying him in some form well, uh, I mean, what would you? Well, this is maybe multiple parts, but first part is how much? How much would you say that Marty and Wendy have free and clear for themselves? I don't. I want to say they they answered that in season two at one point. They like said a specific amount, but I I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, they, is it they a have the cash it, stowed away in that mausoleum or whatever in the cemetery? Um, yeah, I'm, I don't. Is know it like a million? Is it ten million? Is it? it's got to be less than 10 million i mean i mean they're still driving that he's driving that awful oldsmobile sedan i was thinking that too i was like man they (laughs) what's i mean but i guess they have to live up to a story you know they can't be driving around and i mean you don't want to be like them driving to mclaren like the therapist that was a whole funny thing we could maybe talk about but you can buy you can just buy a Honda Accord, right. a new one. I mean, that's not. I mean, that's not unreasonable. You know, you don't have to get you don't have to get a Lamborghini or something. Right. But you, just get, you can get something that has AC. You know, <laughs> you don't have to roll down the window. You're like hand crank it. Maybe an uh, LED screen. Uh, yeah. Well, what, Wendy yeah. Bird sort of. No good. No, uh, I just want to. I sorry. I want to make one one last point on this. Sorry. Because uh, yeah, Wendy Bird. <laughs> please do. Please make one last point, Dave, so I can talk. Wendy kind of answers this question is it's not about the money for her. It's about the thrill, the thrill of essentially fighting for your life. Right. Which I thought was interesting. It's kind of uh, the, the Walter White way, the Heisenberg yeah. way. You know, he, he didn't need the money anymore. He was just doing it for the power. Um, and how much did he really have at, in the end of it? You know, you get, you get ripped million. off. You get 80 sorry. million. That's, oh, did he? Yeah. 80 million. Well, what with everything he had in, uh, packed away in his house? Well, that's what he had buried in the desert at the end. I know that much. 
Mm. Yeah, eighty million dollars. But that month, that number fluctuated though. I well, mean, he yeah. would yeah. he would have like a shit ton, and then he would he would have to like bail out Jesse or something, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that yeah, in the earlier seasons, that that was always the case. He'd have a have a bunch, and then he'd lose it all because he had held Jesse. Right, <laughs> and then but you got eighty million buried in the desert. But what do you what do you do with it? I mean, the minute you try to go get it, there's, everyone's following you or or whatever, and you're going to lose it. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, that and that's the thing with. I mean, that's why you go to launder. I mean, that's the thing with dirty money is <laughs> is you, you can't spend it. You can't have the life you you think you can have. You know, it's um. So, so I think that's kind of why they have those cars too, is because they can't spend money they have. They, you know, it's, it's all dirty. But they, but they, but they can buy casinos and and hotels and strip clubs and. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, well, I guess they're using other people. Well, they're using, I guess, the Navarro cash. But yeah, right. it's just like Walter White driving that Pontiac Aztec. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, Christ. Uh, with the blue tape on the windshield from it being broken <laughs> so many times. Um, so that's the lesson, right? I mean, it's essentially, it's not even, the money doesn't even, the money isn't yours. And it's it, it's not about the money. It's really just about staying alive. Right. Well, and that's why I think Navarro wants legitimate business. That way he knows if something happens to him, he'll have legitimate money that will be left for his children. Um, and it seems like he has mistresses who are having babies and, and whatnot. Uh, this war is crazy, too. I think during the christening of, what, of his baby, like everyone gets shot up during that. Like, holy crap. Yeah, well, the the opening scene from season or episode one, right, with this guy that goes in with the shoes and then all he basically blowing up, oh, yeah. he blows up the shoe I store totally and then f- and then the the bomb, right, where right. all those people are congregating. I totally forgot about that scene. Yeah, that, that brutal. Yeah, so that was just the them showing the the cartel war. That right, that was that's all. Yeah, that was. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I I remember watching that scene and see, thinking like, okay, what are they gonna when are they gonna come around to that? And then I totally forgot about it. So, <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, part of the cartel war. Then they ripped off that they ripped off the the truck from the KC mob, the drop, whatever, yep. and took all that money. And then uh, they what do they do? They oh yeah, they, well, and then Navarro's um. Uh, car- his gang. What do you, I don't know what you call the different cartel families. Do you call them families? I don't know. Um, but his that they buy the horse farm because he knows the Laguna uh, cartel has a horse there, and they take its balls off, and <laughs> then they show you the balls, and they send it to the Laguna guy. So he buys the horse farm because it was Laguna's horse there, and he wanted to show him like, hey, got your horse, got your stud. Oh, you're talking about like f- fucking up everyone's shit. I mean, that was a that was a horrible move. I mean, it was it was clearly it was all personal, hundred percent personal. Yeah, because look, you you're you want to get like you, we're gonna do this casino thing. We're gonna do it legitimate. We're gonna be able to, to get this real cash. You're gonna be a silent partner. We're gonna we're gonna move all this money to you so that then you can take that legitimate cash and be able to pass it on to your kids if anything happens to you. Right. And and this is just another example of that. We're going to buy this this horse farm where they're raising these racehorses. And and it all seemed really good. I mean, smart. And then, yeah, they go in and just fuck it up. I right, mean, they, yeah. I was so, yeah, and I was so confused when, like, <laughs> the guys show up there and, like, the stable boy's there and whatnot. Like, he's like, uh, what's going on? And then they... Excuse and me. they... 
you wonder why, right? You wonder why you're in, you don't really, you don't really, that told me there, this, this legitimacy stuff was, was not serious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, you know, it's all about this war. It's about getting personal. It's about, uh, almost petty stuff. Like you were saying, you know, it's just like, (laughs) is, is that really gonna hurt Laguna having his horse, you know, uh, I mean, it might might hurt his feelings a little. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't think uh, it's gonna really affect him in the long run. No, it doesn't change the fact of those guys showing up and showing up with guns and blowing people's heads off right. and all that stuff. Yeah, so he's yeah. So it was really just a totally like you said a petty thing. It, yeah, not 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 helping. It really is just making things worse. It's it, it, I don't know. This is an overall horrible thing. But once the boss says you got to do it, then you got to walk into the got to show up with your guys and freaking you know castrate the the best racehorse yeah exactly um i have the answer but dave what what was the weirdest moment of the season for you uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you mean by weird <laughs> because it's all weird well the answer is okay uh, you're wrong uh <laughs> okay. darlene and wyatt hooking up oh no yes that, that is the weirdest <laughs> that's absolutely bizarre and strange yes but you know she she knows how to fuck. <laughs> yes, we learned. That we do learn that. Yeah, she knows what she she's has a, doing. She has a PhD in sex. Actually, we saw this with her and Jacob, didn't we? Of how we there was a scene of them making love in season one or two. Right, yeah. She yeah. has a the, the power of the P. <laughs> That's what she has. That is accurate. So yeah, that was a, a very interesting development. Uh when What know, is she like seventy? Uh, yes. I mean, she's gotta be, I mean, you, you would, you would think, um, what is he 19? Yeah. 19. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's super weird. It is super weird. So I like, I, I, I think it was his brother. I don't know. It could be his cousin. Um, the redhead who walked into the situation and he went to Ruth. He's like, Something weird's going on here. This <laughs> is <just laughs> not normal. Yeah. That, that actually is his brother named okay. three. Which I always thought was the weirdest uh, name. I assume it's a nickname. Three, but they're they're hillbillies or red. Don't call them rednecks. They'll uh, no. they'll they'll get you if you call them. Actually, rednecks. that that Langmore. I guess I don't want to call it a compound, but whatever that that piece of land where all the trailers are parked. If you could build a house on there, it would actually be pretty sweet. I know it's a nice property, but no, nope, let's just keep our couple trailers here and. Uh, We'll we'll have at it. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the outdoor couch that I guess you just you don't worry about sitting on it. You, I, I don't understand this. Yeah, it's uh, doesn't it rain? So I mean, I I, I would feel like it's always moist. It's it's got to be always moist, M- moldy, yeah. moist, Ugh. smelly, disgusting. Whatever, whatever happened to those bobcats that were that the Langmores got? Remember those bobcats? That's a good question. Yeah, they were keeping them there, and I don't, yeah. I don't know why. Because you know, you know, to go to go back, Tiger King. You know, something about that keeping them in captivity felt wrong. Yeah, it, it really did. Yeah. Those are wild animals, Ben. As you, know. you know, you you kind of pushed back on that. You seem to think that. I got the impression from you that you seem to think that you could handle a, an adult tiger. <laughs> <laughs> If it was raised, yeah, I mean, not in the wild, no. But if it was raised <laughs> in captivity, I think I could. I think I could hold my own. I think I could handle it's, it. 
it's funny. My my wife put on a I don't know I don't know if it was on Hulu or what, but there was I guess they have like 2020. You know the the, the show. There was a thing on Siegfried and Roy, and we went down that. We watched a whole like hour long episode of that of <laughs> you know what they did in, in Vegas, and then when when Roy got attacked by the tiger, oh, it's c- yeah. kind of crazy. And wasn't he defending the tiger when when he got attacked by it? Like he was not uh, saying it wasn't its fault and stuff. Well, he yeah it, yeah definitely. And what happened was they were just on stage, and the tiger I guess missed a cue or something, and Roy did it. He kept kept going with it, and the the tiger I guess tripped him or somebody tripped, and then the tiger grabbed him like essentially by like where well I'd say where you do a Vulcan neck pinch, but you don't know Star Trek. Basically between your <laughs> your shoulder and your neck, the tiger just latched on, Ooh. bit all four of those big canines or whatever they're called for tigers, and just. Gra- took him bit and then dragged him into an enclosure it's crazy oh yeah that's that'll uh that'll put the fear of god into you well not only that i mean it fucked him up forever he like he basically he lost so much blood that he essentially had like a massive stroke oh really i didn't know yeah that. so he's like he he's got like he, his right arm doesn't work he doesn't like he lost like a lot of blood flow to his brain so he just doesn't f- function properly at all I anymore. Assume that guy. was the last show ever <laughs> You would think so. <laughs> well, that was the last show of whatever that show that they were running in Vegas. But they actually like some some time later, they actually did like some sort of a charity benefit with a bunch of celebrities in there where where Roy and Siegfried and Roy actually got on stage and showed some tigers just to like it was actually kind of a nice moment. They didn't do like the same normal thing that they used, like that sort of magic show, whatever, right, but they yeah. just, they got up, they actually got up on stage. So no, that was not okay. the last show. <laughs> now, 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 were they lovers? They're, you know, they, they, they love each other. Like, like brothers, they're, uh, they have a, they have a strong bond. Um, there's, you know, that it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. Like I, are they? It's, well, it's hilarious. Because, well, I, I think the answer, the unanswered answer is yes, clearly, <laughs> but neither one of them will, yeah, neither one, they've been asked directly and every answer is some like, if you or some like you know distracted not really answering the question i mean they i believe they live together yeah uh and worked together i mean it's clear i don't care i don't think anyone cares i don't think anybody would would have would have even cared back in the 90s at this point (laughs) i mean you know what's going on here you know yeah can you imagine if they came out now we'd be like okay is this supposed to be news like Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I don't think it was news to anybody then. I don't right. think it was, it was clear what what was happening here. Just, just it's okay to say it, you know. I, maybe they just have a hang up, or they, or something. They just can't admit right. to it. Um, but <laughs> or I mean, there's no evidence of any kind of other of, of, of a relationship with any other females in their lives. Um, yeah, that's so. true. <laughs> so I never thought Ozark conversation would turn into a Siegfried and Roy conversation. It's all well. You you started it with the Bobcats, that's and then true. I went Tiger. That's true. That's this is where the mind goes. That's <laughs> where my mind goes. Speaking, speaking speak yeah. Speaking of uh, mental, uh, they send Ben to a mental institution. That was uh, that was tough. That was tough to watch, and he did not want to go. Man, no. he did not want to go. And what's tough with the the hardest part? Well, because Laura Wendy Wendy basically. I mean, she, it's her brother, right? She knows what, what's wrong with him. And he is, he is really, really sick. This isn't a joke. I mean, he's got real problems as we, I mean, was, I mean, the audience is convinced here, uh, but he was telling, she was telling Ruth to stay away because he's sick and all this stuff. He won't take his medicine because he wants to feel alive. You know, he doesn't want to feel like a zombie. 
and I, I really do feel for him here, right. don't you? No, I mean, hundred uh, percent. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's mental hospital sick. I don't know. I mean, really? he's not. Well, Ben. I mean, everything they tried with he he doesn't listen. He doesn't understand the consequences of his actions. I mean, he's he's going to the point. Where he doesn't understand. He doesn't seem to. I don't know what it is because I don't. I'm not bipolar, and I don't. And he. I mean, he's not even. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say anything because I, I don't know. But he was a, a very severe case, is my right. guess. Uh, but it kind of goes to what you were saying earlier about how he's the audience and like he was just put in this situation and, and you know, he, he, what would anyone do in that situation? You know, with the, with, even if you had the right mind, like you, you it almost seems like they put him away just to shut him up. It, they it, did. It, it wasn't, they were doing it out of love because they want him to get help. I, for me, for me, I felt it was Wendy just trying to shut him up and this was the easiest way to do it. That's true, but there there is a reality there that he's endangering not only his own life but the lives of everyone else around him. True, yeah. And he 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 had no ability to comprehend that very very clear point. Right, and then that's when you know Ruth gets him out uh, because uh, Darlene helps with that. She uh, yeah. talks to the sheriff and <laughs> she she can persuade him easily. You know. All right. I mean, you saw that place, that, that state hospital where they put on. I mean, that's, I mean, I think Cuckoo's Nest was way cushier than that place, wouldn't you say? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this place was. Whew. So the question then, just to just to push back and see what you have to say, what should they have done with him? Well, uh, <laughs> what he wasn't listening to a thing he said. He didn't understand the consequences I, of I don't his think actions. It's a matter of should. I mean, I think it's a matter of what they have to do with him. Uh, well, he won't take his medication. Well, I know. I, what, what I'm saying is what they ended up doing with him is what they had to do because he gets killed, you know, at the it, you know, and that's at the end. They they were trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah, but well, they were, they were, we're trying, skipping ahead though. They were trying what should to they have avoid done? him getting killed by sending him to a mental hospital. Uh, right. And this is this has nothing to do with the mental thing though. Well, it has something to do with the mental thing though, but it has to do with the cartel. They don't want him to get killed by the cartel for being a loudmouth. Um he blows up that uh that dedication ceremony or whatever where they're trying to launch that foundation. Right. He gets sent away, he comes back, shows up at Helen's house. And tells her daughter that she works for a drug cartel. Now, I, now again, yes, you're right. I mean, we are feeling that anger because, like, look, you're living a lie, woman, and we're we're put into his position of of of, of being a truth teller. But after that, there is there is some kind of a reality here. I mean, you can't send him away. I mean, if you send because if you send him away, what's he going to do? Is he going to be is he going to be uh, that that homeless person who lived next to that store? He was telling that cabbie. With, what, how how funny right, was that yeah. scene? Right? Oh, He's going yeah, off on a tangent. All, all the cabbie said, "How's your day?" It turned into a, like a thirty minute conversation. I know. That was good acting, though. But that was I, great. I've never, I've never seen him in in anything. I don't think. Um, I think this is the first thing I've ever seen him in. Uh, Me either. But but, uh, but like, I, I'm I'm not satisfied with any answer here. He was he was basically. I mean, well, the, the character was doomed. I guess is maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, again, I think it yeah, it just goes back to anything the birds touch, uh, you know, is turn turn to crap. 
Well, are you telling me you didn't feel any frust- any frustration when Wendy took him off into the minivan and he's 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 still trying to call call Helen and apologize? I mean, at this point, I, what what can I do for you here? Um, I didn't feel it. What, what do you mean? Uh, she well, she <laughs> took uh, Wendy took him in the minivan to right. drive out what maybe to Knoxville or wherever he said somewhere. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. And they stop at the gas station. He gets a he gets a burner phone and he calls Helen. Somehow he had her number. I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, how I don't, he, I memorized. I memorized it. <laughs> There's no apologizing here. You done fucked up, yeah. which means your life is now in danger, and you're not. Yeah, well, yeah. He kept doing things that were just like, dude, you gotta stop. You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely uh, felt frustrated there. Okay. Right, because you just want him to shut up and just do what he's supposed to do. Because you, you you like this character, you don't want him to die. Right. A uh, question, and then he goes, and then they're parked at that grocery store, which is pretty funny. When Wendy was parked there and just grabbed that handle of vodka and just drank it for how many number of days <laughs> every <know>. day. <laughs> um, what do you think? <laughs> what to the best of your ability? Because we, I think we both love this character. Why does he do that? Why does he call Helen to apologize? Does he does he just like panic? Does yeah, he have like a basically I, like I, a panic attack and I, he thinks like this is my only solution here? I've got to do something and here I got to I just got to pick up a phone and I got to call her and I got I'm going to make it all right kind yeah, of a thing. I think this is in his mind what what the right thing to do is. Like he doesn't he's not thinking big picture. He's just thinking like I hurt someone, I need to make it right. You know, I I think that's where his mind is right now. He's no longer looking at what the big picture is and how much danger he actually is in. Um, and no matter what anybody says to him, it doesn't really matter because right. it it yeah. doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't comp- it doesn't like square with how he feels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I kind of uh, take it. But I mean, it's it's just someone with a mental disorder that you know just. <laughs> just can't seem to get it right you know he's trying he's the whole the the whole time though he's trying to do the right thing and he thinks he's doing the right thing is the is the heartbreaking part you know it's he shows up at the casino ben i know well well that's because he's drunk and you know is is <laughs> he, he's drunk and was has been drunk all day and goes there and you know it, it just I, I i don't know i i'm not trying to defend him i'm not trying i'm just trying to uh I, I don't know i what do you mean he shows up to, what, what are you saying by that what, what, what well they brought him they brought him to the to the snell farm to let him cool off and or and to like let everything kind of blow over that was a pretty safe place for him and actually a place which would if he could have just stayed at the snell farm and not left he could i think that would have i think the man what i want to say is i don't think he i don't think ben should be out in society i don't think he can function in society he needs some medication yeah without medication and then maybe even he needs maybe some sort of a some some sort of confinement not not maybe maybe not a state mental hospital because he's not that far gone but let's imagine a scenario where he stayed at the snell farm and they didn't let him leave you know you've got like 40 acres on a farm and you just stay here dude you just chill and work through your stuff and just be here and he had that conversation over very crunchy toast with wyatt you remember this and and 
and Ben's like, no, I need to go. I need to talk to talk to Ruth. And White's like, eh, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. And they went back and forth like ten times. It's like, right. no, I think you should stay here. And the next thing we see is him getting a cab and showing up at the casino. Who is while he's being trailed by the freaking mob hitman guy? Oh, I mean, it's right. like, yeah, it's just, oh. uh, yeah, it's just like <laughs> bad, bad decision after bad decision. It's. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's it it was it was hard to watch uh, that character after a while. That's for sure. I mean, it's yeah. And then yeah, eventually his sister has to take him to a place, and she knows it's got to happen, and she kind of leaves him there at the restaurant. And uh, that's where uh, I think Nelson is his name. He arrives and, and yeah takes him down. It's uh yeah, it's it, 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 I like the foreshadowing with Nelson and Helen. Uh, uh, Helen says something like, "Nelson, you would let me know if ever, if it was ever my time or something like for her to get killed." And I free, he, he kind of alludes to that. Yes, yes, he would. Um, See, so, so I mean, obviously, I'm I'm alluding to the end here um, of what what happens to Helen. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting foreshadowing. And then when uh, they push, uh, they end up killing the the therapist and push her car in the in the lake or the river, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, and she says, "Do you ever get tired of this?" And he says, "No." Um, so he's lying there, right? <clears throat> Ooh, uh, the body. Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he was. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was too. Yeah. Um, I thought he was giving her an answer. He wasn't being truthful with her. If if he was really there with uh, someone who didn't hold power over his life, potentially, he would have said, yeah, I'm fucking tired of this shit. But they're like feeling each like other out there, right? Navarro at, yes. at his place, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's, you're, you're gonna, if, <laughs> if my boss asked me, do I like my job? I'm going to say, yeah. I love it. I'm not going to say So no. good. <laughs> Such a great job! <laughs> <laughs> I love this job. It's so good. Yeah, Ben, are you are you happy here? Are you happy with what you're doing? I was like, no, actually, I'm yeah, I'm kind of bored and I'm kind of <laughs> kind of tired with you know whatever I'm doing and yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, it's not a good way to stay yeah. employed. <laughs> it's not it's not a good career choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, do we want to touch on the therapist thing at all? Or I mean, it's essentially they were both paying her yeah, to. That was. Yeah. I mean, it definitely added some comedy to the uh, to the um, season. I would say that. <laughs> but yeah, basically, yeah, both of them pay her. First of all, it was just Marty paying her, um, and he said, "You know, you got to let her win sometimes." So she lets her win one. He's like, "Well, why'd you do that?" She's like, "Well, you said to let <laughs> to let her win." Not the big ones. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then Wendy starts paying her. So then, like, they're in the session, and she's just like. Uh, like she doesn't know, know what to do because they're both paying her. Uh, so I thought that was uh, nice and comedic. But yeah, I mean, uh, Jason Bateman's hilarious through all these scenes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff where his comedy, his, his comedic abilities, he's so subtle in everything he does, you yeah. know, but some his like little remarks to people. I, 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 I laugh out loud a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did what, especially when Ben first showed up, he was like all like pissed about it. He's like, oh, I can't believe he's here. And then he opens the door. He's like, Oh, Hey, there he is. <laughs> like, like he's actually happy to see him when he was yeah, yeah, complaining yeah. about him being there. Uh, his, his comedic timing is, is brilliant. Um, do we want to mention because uh, you mentioned the the kidnapping, uh, and then Marty went into some flashback of I guess his dad being very sick and then yeah. playing the video game, which he then 
brings home. Um, what did you what did you think of that? Was that does that just represent his like escape place or his like safe place or something like that? What what was what were your thoughts on all that? And because interesting too, because Jonah started playing the same game, so right, uh, yeah, yeah. I I didn't. I I still um am kind of uh, confused. I mean, I I think it had to do with um the fairness of the game. Like you still need to you the only way to win is just to keep putting money in and keep yeah. putting money in and keep putting money in. Um, I think that could yeah, good point. Uh, represented. I, I think that might've put the idea in his head uh, finally to Navarro saying like, I only want to do it when it's safe and um, all that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a comparison to just how all power works is in how you win in life. Uh, you know, big life, like, at the top you know like so that was like a life lesson that he learned as a kid yeah kind of informed what he did later yeah you just gotta keep throwing money at things keep throwing money at things like (laughs) and eventually it'll you'll win um i think that's a great point now marty was right basically all season telling you know not the right time don't do this you know when he when he was when he disappeared like shit went to hell right yeah you know there's like mathematical probabilities about stuff you know the amount of money you can move in a day the amount of people you can use the amount of variance you can have on what our what our daily our daily our take-in is every day and 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 he knew that that fbi agent was going to be all over any kind of any kind of spike in in money or anything yeah and they they totally screw it up they have ruth uh bring in these guys with ten thousand dollars cash each or nine thousand or something (laughs) and uh just that poor guy too it all (laughs) The real estate agent. Oh, oh he's... yeah, yeah. That was. I felt bad for him, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had to lose all his money. Um, that showed me so much of how little they really care about other people. Oh yeah, yeah, you definitely, know? yeah. Especially Wendy, man. She's she's cutthroat. She's oh, you know, it's there's no heart there at yeah, all. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But uh, but yeah, back to the video. I, I think the video game was part of his escape too. I think it was, uh, you know, the. Uh, a way to escape all this, yeah, because it, so it it represented the pain of losing his father as a kid, like sitting in the wait in the hospital room with him, like he was escaping that during that time, and now he's yeah. kind of escaping everything else. That's right. I mean, he went through trauma as a kid. He's going through a, a really bad trauma as an adult, and he went, yeah, he sort of like put his mind back into that place. Very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So he comes back, and things have changed dramatically. Um, and you start to now Helen is living in the Ozarks, very different change there versus her just kind of showing up randomly from Chicago in a, in a black SUV. By the way, if there's an Escalade near me, uh, black Escalade, I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> exactly. I'm not standing anywhere near a black Escalade. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you start to see, I, I think and it was never said. It was never like, you know, explicit, but you, you start to see the, the rivalry between, between Helen and Wendy here, it, it's and it really did feel like it was going to be one of these two women who was going to make it out of this thing alive at the end of the season. Yeah, because they were all, you know, well, both of them were kind of a team at the very beginning of the season. Yeah, and they almost became redundant. Like, why do I need both of them? Right. Yeah. Kind of well, a thing. And then the last episode, Helen's like talking to Navarro about uh, like... I can I can do what they do. Like what 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 would it take? Blah blah blah. For I, I forget, oh. forget exactly what she says, but yeah, she's talking to to Navarro about you know I I can take things over. Blah blah blah. 
But. Well, yeah, because you have the, they got the crazy. This is all going on while Ben's going nuts. So she's basically like, they can't get their shit together, and I can represent some kind of a stability for what you want versus you know them and their crazy family. Right. Yeah. Because it's just her. There's no. There's no other. Well, there's her daughter, which becomes a liability. But um, it's not. She's not with her husband. She doesn't have. Her kids don't know. There's no. She doesn't have a crazy brother running around. It's she's really the only one accountable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh Yeah, her and her and her and Wendy, yeah, I mean they're 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 one and the same, essentially. Um yeah. <laughs> uh what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the the whole uh, uh like you said about the Casey mob, um the the Frank Cosgrove Jr. is a pain in the ass. Uh but yeah, he eventually beats the crap out of Ruth. Um, but I loved, uh, one of the moments I loved Darlene was when she basically shot, oh. uh, Frank Jr.'s balls off. That was, <laughs> that was pretty badass. I was like, wow, <laughs> this woman just does not care because she knows she has the sheriff in her pocket. She has, you know, basically she's untouchable basically. Um, so, uh, I thought that moment was, was great. It was an insane moment, and yeah, because Ruth, yeah, Ruth gets beaten up really bad. I mean, she gets and she wakes up out of the hospital, being like, "I want him dead," and uh, Marty and Wendy are saying no. Uh, they they broke off their deal with Cosgrove, and that was essentially that that should have been enough for Ruth, you know, what they said. And I, I kind of see their point because, like, what are you going to do? Start a start a war with them? You know, I, I don't know, but. Uh, and it's strange because because I was sort of understanding their their point to Ruth and Ruth wasn't satisfied but and then Darlene comes in and blows off his balls. It was really uh, it was surprising to me how quick uh, Cosgrove Senior was willing to agree to this because your son. I don't. This wasn't like tit for tat. I don't think. I mean, Ruth got her ass kicked. Fine, but I mean, this guy got his his shit blown off. And do we even know that he's going to be okay? I mean, getting, getting a shotgun to your crotch. I mean, it might not just blow off your balls. I mean, you could potentially die from that. Yeah. You could, you could easily bleed out from that. <laughs> you could bleed uh, out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, he's never going to be the same. I mean, right. he's at minimum, he's maimed for life. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 pretty crazy, but yeah, I mean, it definitely uh, all the Darlene stuff and the Ruth stuff definitely set up for a next season if if there's going to be one. Um, it was funny too because she's like, "I'm going to grow my my heroin again," and we're like, "That I don't think that was the deal." I mean, I think part of the deal was you can't really grow this heroin, right? They gave him a lot of money to be able to use that land to build the casino, right? If I right. remember that all correctly, you yeah. had to kind of calm that you couldn't really run your operation anymore. We've paid you off so that you can't do this shit because it's going to bring heat on heat on us. And she's like, fuck you. I'm just going right, to do yeah. it again. I'm, I'm growing my poppies. I'm going to grow my poppies. Is uh, Funny the way she said how she's like, on the one hand, she's growing the heroin. And then on the other hand, she's like calling it a scourge. And calling it a, you know, it's ruining our communities. Like you're growing it and selling it. What are you blaming the people using it for? Exactly. <laughs> Hypocrite much? Um, yeah, just a tiny bit. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know she she's got a 19 year old in her pocket, so you know she's she's got that going <laughs> for. <laughs> she's got the swagger. Yeah, <laughs> yes, she does. Uh, but but uh, but yeah, and then uh, basically, I mean, I got to talk about the the big uh, ending scene. Yeah, right. This it, is insane. It, it's totally insane because here we are. Now we know just to 
set it up a little bit more. We got Marty had to, was going to take that deal. What we think he was then got then that got totally done. He got shipped off to Mexico, and then this is still kind of going on a little bit. He's trying to he's trying to turn this FBI agent. It's not working. She's set off to be fired or re- relocated potentially. And all this stuff's going on with Ben. And then Helen starts asserting herself, as you said. She's going to get herself on the casino license. She goes and meets, uh, I forget that guy, uh, that, that big donor that, that Wendy was courting uh, last season. To uh, The oh, guy who's yeah, a big player, the, that the, billionaire guy, whatever. The ginger. Yeah, cause he, right, yeah. He's <laughs> the ginger. We've got red hair. He's all, they're all the same. Because he was a partner in it. And then, yeah, so Helen's going to slowly become a signatory to the business. She also happens to be the lawyer of Marty and Wendy and then constructs a deal with the FBI. How about that? Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. Like how, how convenient, how convenient, but yeah, I, I, I I'm forgot like, about, Oh shit. Yeah. I forgot about this. Uh, in, uh, I forget, uh, <laughs> Marty showed, um, Maya pictures of Jonah's drone video and it ended up resulting in the rest of like their Laguna members. So oh, that's right. Yeah, obviously gotten the got them in the good graces of Navarro there too. Um, and credit to Ben for that because he's the one who pushed Jonah to go follow Ruth that day with right. Jonah's amazing drone. That's right. They used all that. They showed that footage. Be like, yep. Now because we now we can if we have evidence that a cartel is operating in the United States, then we can get the U.S. military or whatever to go. This is like Sicario almost, right? Yeah, go back to is, that yeah. that movie. Right. We can now. Send Josh Brolin in there to go in and kill someone. <laughs> yep, Josh Brolin and uh, uh, Emily Blunt. Yep. Um, the yeah, so yeah, I mean, you got all this uh, set up by Helen, uh, but uh, they they're required to go to Mexico for his son's uh, second baptism because they're going to do it all over again because people got shot the first time. Um, Quick question uh, here. Quick question. When, when Helen was setting up this deal, is there any part of you? I know I'm a naive soul. Is there any part of you that thought she might be, or did you think it was all bad in the beginning? That she might actually be giving them a way out as a way to be like, look, we're friends. I know you want out. Here's here's your ticket, and then I'll leave you alone. Or did you assume this was bad from from the whole way? What, that she was uh, help, like just with them the whole time? No, no, that she was like, or she was doing this deal with the FBI for them to get out. Was there any, there was a small part of me that thought maybe she'd be like, look, guys, we've had our differences. Here's your out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can see how you thought that, but actually, I don't think I was thinking that. I was thinking that it, she was, behind, <laughs> she she was doing all this behind behind their back, and yeah, it was just yeah, all I'm so naive. I would not make a good, I would not, I'd make a terrible mob boss yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah you would. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you'd be you'd be Helen at the end of at the end of the season. Um, because I would yeah, trust everybody I, and believe everybody. I don't know about you, man, but this is one of those TV moments where I just was not expecting, and my jaw kind of hit the floor. Uh, yeah, they they get to Mexico because they're required to get there. All three of them are walking up front. You see Nelson behind them too. Uh, I know this because I watched the scene again because I just couldn't believe what happened. <laughs> um, oh, so he was there. Okay, uh, now yeah, I see your foreshadowing then, like, you point. See, yeah. You see him like go off camera, and then you see the three of them, and then boom, Helen gets her head blown <laughs> off. But blam, <laughs> yeah, blood splattered all over 
Wendy and Marty, their faces are shocked. And then Navarro comes up to them and embraces them saying this is like basically the beginning of a great, not a beautiful friendship. That's Casablanca, but, uh, <laughs> something along those lines. Uh, so yeah, I was yeah. just like, what were you expecting um, this? Like what? I mean, cause I wasn't really cognizant all. of the time. Like, cause usually in shows, like I'm like, all right, well the show's going to probably be over in a minute or two. So like, what's going to happen here? Um, well, it's deceiving because there's like five minutes of credits at the end of each episode. Although yeah. <laughs> every episode, I mean, its entire runtime is like over an hour. Every single one. There are there's no like like you know forty two minute you know right. short episodes in this season. Yeah. It's packed full they of stuff. They didn't Mandalorian any of them? No, not at all. <laughs> and all all this tension was ratcheted up as Marty's getting on the plane because he's on the phone with the FBI agent and she tips him off to this deal. She's like, "Well, I guess blah blah blah." Now that you guys hit, now you have your deal secured, what the hell happened to our deal? And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Do not get on that plane." And he looks behind him, and Nelson's, I guess, is standing right behind him, right? And you kind of, there's a lot. What what I really love about this this show and the season, there's so much unsaid. Yeah, there's so I much. I mean, uh, catch that. Um, yeah, who, there's so much implied who, in all of this. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you, you, no, you. No, who was uh, on the phone saying, "Don't get on the plane"? The FBI agent Maya, because oh. she got she got wind of the deal that Helen set up, so she calls Marty, basically, basically like, "What the fuck? What are you guys doing? You guys signed a deal." And he's like, "Well, I didn't sign the deal." And all the while, he's yeah. like literally walking to the plane as she's telling him, right? This. Yeah, and he's like getting right up on the stairs. She's like, "Do not get on this plane." And he looks behind him, and Nelson's behind him, and that that was my point about things left unsaid, which yeah. is like, you kind of everything is like. I, what can I do here? I guess I have to get on this plane and now I'm going to die. I don't, you know, and, that, and that's kind of what Nelson's like when you think of this, this character who's really a non-character, but you, you think of him like he's, he doesn't have a choice much either. Like he's going to do exactly what he's told to do. You know, he seemed loyal to Helen, but he'll blow her brains out the the next day if he needs to because guess what he's in this game too this is the yeah. game they're all in <laughs> it's crazy yeah it's now uh, what do you think happened here in from navarro's perspective oh uh, that's a great question um that uh, it's hard to answer um i i think basically uh, it kind of came to me when you were talking about this but I think some of it had to do with uh, Helen's kid never knowing. They made an emphasis on Marty's kids knowing everything. Um, so I think her, Aaron, her daughter finding out had a little bit to do with it. He knew Helen wasn't... Um, I think her being divorced had something to do with it. So she wasn't like a steady family woman. And I think that's a huge thing for Mexican, you know, culture. Oh, but not to just a real quick interruption. Do you think she sent those men to beat up her ex-husband? Oh, I don't know. Do you? (laughs) I didn't think so. But my, because she was on the phone when it happened. And my wife is like, no, she sent them. I thought she, I thought it was a coincidence that they just happened to be talking. But, uh, but my wife sort of said, no, she, they were like, she was basically on the line with him to confirm that he was getting his ass kicked. And that she makes sent sense. Them to beat him up. I mean, yeah. it, it, it does make sense. Um, 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the what actually went down. I mean, what do you think yeah. Navarro's thinking was? That's that's kind of the thing I'm trying to untangle. Yeah, and I think maybe your your explanation makes sense in the sense where the the, the birds are kind of a known quantity, and that wild card was banned, and now that he's gone, I think we can. I think he under he's essentially getting like a two for one because he's he already has a Helen in Wendy essentially right. he has that person net but but Marty really proved his worth I mean even that time when he was I mean he basically saved the whole fucking thing when he was well although tipped off by the FBI agent which was whatever his accounts being frozen uh, Marty walks in there and cleans it up within like thirty seconds right and I think it's very it's made very 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 clear in the season that none of this can happen without marty's expertise oh yeah absolutely i love that they showed how how valuable marty really is you know how he's able to to find things that no one else can find and you know uh fix things no one else can fix and uh and yeah if you have if you have someone like that that also has some someone that he's married to that helen can do um that's just <laughs> yeah more power to you so essentially navarro is making it making a choice here that this couple is is more valuable to me than just this this one this one woman because really what does helen really do other than manipulate and and try to gain power I mean, right. what what what, what exactly think, is her yeah right. i think that's what navarro saw too is her trying to go over uh the bird's go behind their back you know i think he kind of saw that she wasn't loyal by going behind their back and calling him and saying like i can i can do things without them i don't really need them yeah blah blah blah. so i mean it's interesting i think it's a it's a show of loyalty the downside is now navarro doesn't have a lawyer that lawyer does give you a cover you know, right. to go, I can just be like, I can pretend to be like an impartial messenger because I'm I'm a lawyer and I right, can yeah. talk to my, you know, that kind of a thing. So maybe Patient, we may be. Co- or, uh, yeah, client confidentiality. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll see in season four, which I think is where we're kind of pushing now is maybe in season four, we'll see another lawyer figure pop up possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see I don't that. Know. Um, and we're certainly setting up for another bird versus snell thing which oh, yeah, we saw 100%. back in you know season and, one and two and possibly ruth turning against them you know it's uh it seems oh, like- i think she's turned i mean i think that's that's it okay ruth, you is, think that's ruth has gone that's over the other deal? side yeah okay yeah that i could see that um uh, I mean, what else would it be? She's there with Wyatt. She's they're gonna be on the farm and they're gonna do their thing, you know? Right? Yeah. And Ru- Ruth is a character when I, when she first appeared in this whole series that I would I never thought I would like. Um, like I thought she was annoying. She was uh, bitchy. She was, but uh, she's she's the, her character development has been amazing. I agree 1000%. I'm like, who is this girl? This girl's annoying. And yeah, and then I grew to really love the character. And I, and I think that's a, a good move uh, writing wise to take a character that you genuinely love. And then because in the beginning, when I'm thinking back to what, what was it when they when they it, it, obviously it was, early, well, it was early season one, I believe when Marty went to whatever that island was or something, I think where he was trying to stash cash and that whole family basically surrounded him and he kind of talked his way out of it. And then Ruth was a big player there. And and I think 
we're going to see that again. I mean, essentially what you thought was, in other words, you th- Marty was the good guy, right? You know, you kind of, we like Jason Bateman. He's going to be our, the guy that we root for. And then Ruth was kind of be going to be like the, the main antagonist in a sense. Right. Um, and then it changed. And now heading into season four, it looks like we're getting that sort of thing that we thought was happening in season one. Right. With a character we now like, you know, exactly. Exactly. Which, yeah. That yeah. we didn't think we were going to like, and I now know. we freaking yeah. love. Absolutely. Yeah. We thought she was going to be such a pain in the ass in season one. Thought she was going to be such a, uh, pain in their side. You know, the whole, the whole season, the whole series, but yeah, I mean, it, I think that's a, a great point. Uh, you know, we assume a season four, right? I mean, this this isn't over, right? Well, yeah, as long as COVID goes away, <laughs> they can uh, they can shoot it. Um, but uh, this uh, one was delayed by well, this was one, well, I don't call it delayed, but this one was a year later. In other words, uh, season one came out in twenty seventeen, season right. two twenty eighteen, and now season three twenty twenty. So could we just probably want to pencil in twenty twenty two for season four? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure everything, uh, everything in the world, in the, in the medium of entertainment is coming out in 2022. Uh, that's, that's, that's what I'm sticking to because of COVID. And so we're, we're going to get, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's true. And then, you know, thinking about that, oh, not, not long-term, but what, what kind of content is, I mean, there's no movies coming out, so yeah. that delays that delays everything we're doing. They're, they're gonna, they're, they've halted production on TV series, so are, are, are we? I wonder if we're gonna hit. It hasn't hit yet because we're everything. You know, they do production. You know, this show was obviously. Um, I don't know whenever the hell they shot it. I guess just yeah, to say a year ago or yeah, something. Yeah. We're gonna hit a point where there's gonna be like nothing coming out. There's gonna be like a, a six month period where there are like no new shows. I, it's so funny. I was thinking about that exact thing like earlier today. Like I was thinking like since nothing's in production right now, uh, for it's been at least a month now. Um, you know, since nothing's in production, there's got to be a point where there's not gonna be any content release. Like what? <laughs> like what? It, like new content you know it's uh yeah it's it's weird it's you, you i mean you gotta think there's gonna be a, a lull at some point you know of of content um but yeah, yeah it's, and it's so you, weird i was thinking of the exact thing uh earlier today it's gonna be i mean you when you kind of go out there to look at you know new releases it, it, it's getting sparse and it's gonna get sparser and sparser as it goes right yeah, and then you know how many people are involved in the, in the production of it? Even even I don't want to call Ozark a little show, but uh, it's not that little. I mean, what a, a couple hundred people working on that show? Oh yeah, easily, easily. You know, yeah, all the cast, production crew, right. and producers, and all that shit. I mean, and you can't, you can't just. It, this is the problem. I mean, this is another another consequence to this thing that's going on. This right. is like this is unlike anything anyone has ever seen before. Yeah, it's it's very weird. And some some like independent movies are being released like digitally now because you know they they couldn't release it in theaters, so they're like, all right, we'll try to get money digitally. Like, <laughs> and that's uh you know it's it's just it's just weird man it's uh i i i wonder how much this is going to affect cinema as a whole like or not cinema but like actual movie theaters like if this is going to 
totally damage that? Like, is it? Like I did big, see big blockbusters now, and I saw that AMC is not talking bankruptcy, but reportedly exploring options. Yeah, I mean, it's, it makes AMC sense. goes under. I mean. <laughs> It's the yeah the biggest movie theater chain uh, in the in the country in the world probably uh, and we've got a, a like a dynamite a absolute dynamite AMC theater just a couple of miles from our house yeah, our houses I know yeah I don't want that thing to close <laughs> it's like the best place to see a movie uh, like anywhere I yeah. mean it's a, it's an amazing theater please don't close Seriously. now but the problem is both of us got rid of our a-list I mean you both for slightly different reasons but still I mean they're not getting my uh Christ I don't know how much it would be my wife what 40 something dollars a month 50 dollars right. yeah. a month. yeah I'm sure a lot of people canceled their a-list after after this whole thing too but I mean we did it before but still it's uh, uh yeah they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be hurting they're gonna be hurting a lot so yeah it's gonna how be- much do you care about the uh, i mean like um like i i know we we well we don't talk about like um when you when you and me talk about a movie that we like and a movie that we think is good we don't really care about how much money it made right like i like I, right, just yeah. for example i i talked about call of the wild i think it was a great movie I don't give a shit that it maybe I don't know I don't know what how much it made I don't know if it made money or lost money like the business end I don't really give a shit that's not my concern um, but I, I, do we now have to kind of think about these things whereas we don't where we used to just not care I, I don't know how to how to think about this stuff anymore Yeah I mean are you thinking like you know maybe supporting smaller films so they keep getting made like and going maybe. to see them in theaters because if they don't then we're all we're going to see our marvel movies and star wars <laughs> movies like um, well but that is the well that's that's another question i mean does the is there a billion dollar movie out there that that can potentially be made i mean i'm thinking about you know more i don't think that this generation of marvel is very exciting with the eternals and stuff like that i i guess if i guess in a world where coronavirus never happened the eternals might have made a billion dollars and that would have been just great right but i wonder if now we're people might start thinking well do i really want to go to the theater or do i really care about this movie you know am i is my mindset different in other words i could see movie theaters being a thing of of the past um that saddens me i think everyone should have that experience uh you know in their in their life i mean obviously speaking of future generations things like that but um it's uh, I I could I mean because you look at the success of Netflix and Amazon Prime Video and 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 all and Hulu, I mean everything could be enjoyed at home. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you look it at really a, can. You look at a show like Ozark. You look at a show. You know any any show um, that is almost, they're basically movie quality now. Uh, it's. Uh, so my yeah, my question was, do you care? So I would say you do care, or like in other words, do you care about do you care about Eternals being having to go to AMC to sit down and watch Eternals versus just getting it in your t- at your TV in your living room in some version? Or it maybe I, I, might require you to pay a little I bit. I care, something. but it's not a it's not a money thing. It's it's a experience thing. I think a a, a movie should be experienced in a theater you know especially a movie like the eternals like bigger blockbusters like that action movies should be seen in a theater yeah no i agree but i i guess 
I'm not quite sure what I'm saying, but I wonder if should we? I guess maybe I'm asking: should we have really cared before? Like, was it was it really that critical to to see some of these films in an, in a theater? Whereas, you know, did we did we really always need them? And now, is this more like exposing a problem that was already that was already a problem? And now this is like putting a nail in a coffin of something like what you say. Maybe we'll never be another movie theater again. I mean, I don't think that's true, but yeah, you know what I'm, what I'm getting at here. Whereas yeah. this I, this isn't this isn't a new issue. This wasn't this is not brand new because of coronavirus. Sure. I mean this 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 discussion about getting things in your living room versus having to go to a movie theater has been going on for at least I don't know four or five years now, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think people should have cared before. Uh, especially for smaller films, you know the the Heller Highwaters of the world. The you know the did you see that in the theater? I did actually. Uh, really or not? Yeah, I took a day off work uh, one day, and I, I was just like, I told my wife, I'm I'm seeing a movie today. This is what I'm doing, <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's the movie I picked. And uh, and I'm yeah, I'll I'll always remember that because yeah, I, I took the day off of work to to see that. I didn't know if it was going to be any good, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I there is a, there's a lot to what you say though because I'm even thinking of forget Marvel, even Star Wars. Um, I'm thinking of Dunkirk and my movie experience. Right, seeing seeing that film on screen was completely. Yeah, it was it was otherworldly for me, anyways. And oh, I, I know I'm yeah, I know I'm crazier about that movie than most people. And I just felt something really deep inside yeah, me watching that film on in the theater. Oh, absolutely! That, that that I felt that way about Dunkirk, just the sound. But also, I've I've said it. I'll say it again: a quiet place. Um, seeing yeah. that in a theater was was an experience, you know. The, and around other people too. It's not just the screen of the sound, right? right it's, yeah. it's there's something about being around other people, especially and even comedy movies. Oh, comedies like, totally. Yeah, yeah, comedy movies are so, uh, so different. Like I saw a Zach and Zach, or it's not Zach, but Zach and Mary make a porno. No, not that one. It's oh. the one with uh, the guy from Workaholics. Uh, something and Dave uh, uh, need wedding dates. Zac Efron and the guy from Workaholics. Um, yeah, actually, uh, I saw that uh, on streaming and I didn't like it. You're yeah, saying your your theater I, experience is really good? I saw it in the theater and I was dying. Everyone in the theater <laughs> was dying laughing. But then I watched it at home and I was it was just like lackluster. I was just like, this isn't as funny as I remember it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there's just something about a community just like kind of coming together and, and watching something as a whole just kind of makes things just... I don't know. Just it makes the experience better. Uh, well, it's been great talking to you, man. It's been terrible. I know. <laughs>